straight talk uncut hey what's up everybody it's tell us here back with another edition of straight talk uncut and this episode is being recorded on may 16th 2016 and the quote for this episode goes like this everywhere man blames nature and fate yet his fate is mostly but the echo of his character and passion his mistakes and his weaknesses again everywhere man blames nature and fate yet his fate is mostly but the echo of his character and his passion his mistakes and his weaknesses and it's by democritus so yeah we we all know the people who who blame everything but themselves on their current state and I've been there I've 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 uh you know I fell into the trap of of you know blaming outside forces blaming things other than myself for for not accomplishing the goal for you know for whatever reason yeah there's, uh, there's all sorts of things you can blame you can blame family you can blame um you know you can say there's a lack of opportunity you can you can blame your location for whatever it is for 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 not being able to get those awesome pictures that you see on magazines that you see in um that you see in like these these photo magazines you can you can blame uh not having the funds to be able to hire models you can blame you can blame my lack of money for not being able to obtain the resources for, for not being able to hire a makeup artist uh, you know there's plenty plenty of things you can blame but really it comes down to a lack of something that you aren't providing it's something you're not providing every time I, I find myself you know blaming something blaming whatever I was able to find someone else in a similar situation that was able to do without that thing I, I, I thought I needed. You know what I mean? It's like, guarantee, guarantee, whatever, th whatever you blame it, whatever, whatever you blame for your situation for not being able to achieve something, accomplish something, guarantee you can find someone that was in almost the exact same situation but they had something that you didn't have they, they had either more passion they had uh, more creativity or if they didn't have it they were able to find it they were able to to somehow muster up what they needed to get whatever it is they were trying to do accomplish that same thing that you're trying to accomplish I mean how many times you you've seen it? I've seen it over and over again oh, oh, plenty of times I've seen it like what or or you know something that I'm waiting on. I'm, I'm waiting on to do, to get this thing or to figure this out before I can do this. And then you read some article, some interview about somebody who who's like, "No, nah, I didn't know what I was doing. I just did it." And now you know they they are they have accolades and, and things for a similar situation that you were in. But for some reason, they just pushed on through without thinking they needed all the pieces before they can get started. I find myself 
just just falling into that over and over again when the solution is always simple it's 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 crazy the way our minds work our, our minds can put us in a state thinking that we always need something we always need to be somewhere else we always need uh that one thing you know we don't have this we don't have that i'm not in the right location you know you just just blame 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 and, and find excuses when if you have that passion that that unbridled undying that that can't stop like no one's going to stop me if you have that passion you're going to do it i'm watching this uh documentary I guess it, I'm not. I'm not sure. I guess it's kind of like a documentary. It's called uh, "For Grace." It's on Netflix, and I've <clears throat> I've been watching, you know, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, uh, you know, while I'm on a treadmill, while I'm warming up, is doing something like that. And it's about this guy who uh, he's he's starting a restaurant, and I actually heard about this, like like most you know most things I find on on uh, Netflix. I found out about this from another podcast and um, you know it was saying it was worth looking at it just to show like what this guy was going through to to open this restaurant and and I'm, I'm, I'm like staying away from talk about it now because I don't want any spoilers I mean it started off kind of slow I didn't know I didn't even real I didn't even know if I had the right show because I remember them saying it was about a chef but there's a there's a few different um, like documentaries about cooking and food and stuff like that but uh, I'm figuring this is the right one for Grace is about this guy you know starting his restaurant and um, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested I, I like documentaries like this because when I when I see like say take a comedian for instance when I see something that's that people are are famous for or people push through like non-traditional things to where we we know people do it but for some reason you don't see them as a real job even though even though you in this you in a creative field and people may look at what you're doing is not like that's a real job but when you see something that's like man that's more of a non-real job than what i'm doing but then when you see people just just blow up from just go from being anonymous to like you can't get away from them um and, it, and it's crazy to to especially like once somebody is known then you start like you know looking back and seeing the other things they didn't see where they came from man it can't do anything but give you but motivate you to to just quit making excuses and just push on through and if that's what it takes if it takes for you to to start reading articles and stories like this to always keep in your mind that man there's no excuse there's there's no excuses either you have the passion to do what you want to do or you don't that's that's really you know and, and then taking action i know it sounds you know you you hear this all the time it's and it's so overused like passion and desire but yeah that you you have to have that but you got to have that action for it also you gotta you can't just have the passion to desire you can you can desire to do some shit all you want you can desire to go to a foreign country you can you can desire to do all these things but if, you, if you're just going to sit and desire to do it and you know and, and don't have any passion and don't put any action behind it it's not going to happen 
So that's why I, I look at like these documentaries, um, just like there was this other one called, uh, uh, what was it, Hero Dreams of Sushi, I think that was the name of it, and it was a, you know, it, it was a similar type thing, it was about the sushi chefs and like, how, I mean, how, how passionate they are for these things. Uh, and you can you can find it in any any almost any career. There's someone that's like famous for it. Just look at how many reality shows. There was a reality show. What's the guy Mike? Um, the guy in Canada that was like he was a um, not I, wanna, I don't want to say handyman, but like construction type guy. I think his name was Mike or something like that. Yeah, Mike Mike Holmes. Holmes or Holmes? Yeah. Think about that. This, uh, I mean, any anything. This guy had a passion for helping people that had been screwed over by other contractors. He had a passion. This this is a this is a job that most people will look on like, man, I don't want to do that shit. Construction. You, you you get what I'm saying? Like from that to pawn shop, guys working at a pawn shop on the pawn shop, like. It's, it's, it doesn't matter, and you can't, you can't like even consider what other people think about what you're doing. You can't let that hold you back either. You can't blame like society's perception of uh, of what you do affect how you do it. Affect you know how much you're gonna put yourself out there. This was an underlying something I couldn't get over. When I was when I was a real when I was doing real estate because I it, it I mean I know that I'm not a scumbag but I know everybody else looked at looked at realtors as scumbags and that was always an underlying like it's like it just bugged me that you know I was in this career field that people and myself included when I saw other realtors I was like what a you know like is this guy honest or a scumbag. You know what I mean? It's just like the same perception with lawyers. Are all lawyers scumbag? No, but that's, you know, if you look at the, the, the most untrusted career fields, real estate lawyers are on a high, a high on those lists. So, but I let that affect, like, uh, I, didn't, I didn't let it affect the way I do my, did my job. Matter of fact, I over-delivered to, to, over to compensate for that stigma. You know, if anything, and even even like photography, wedding photographers get get that uh, stigma as scumbags. Photographers in general, because people see it as something anybody can do. So, although they want to hire somebody, but they don't want to pay. You know what what the photographer is asking. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. Well, well, shit. I can just go to Wal. You know, I can I can take these pictures and go get them developed at Walmart. Okay. Well, why didn't you do it? And then you can do that with anything. Uh, you know, if you want to hire a caterer, if you don't want to pay what the caterers is is charging, well, you, yeah, you you surely clearly you can cater it yourself. Hiring a fucking plumber. If if you don't want to pay what the plumber is gonna gonna charge to fix your toilet. By all means, do it yourself. You know what I mean? It's like it's always, um, it's always whatever. No matter what it is, there's always some sort of stigma that comes along with it, and you can't. But you can't let that affect 
your, you know, how you're going to go about doing it. You can't, you can't let um, what somebody think about your job. You can't blame somebody else's opinion for how you go about your job. Uh, I, yeah, I think, I think that's all I'm, I'm going to speak on that because I can go on and on with with that but yeah check out that uh that that documentary or whatever is whatever is considered um on on youtube it's called for grace and i'm only in like you know i've only watched like less than an hour of it but uh it seems you know it seems to be a good one it got pretty good ratings on netflix seems like it's gonna be a pretty good a good one so uh, i may i may even talk about shows like that that i watch that i come across it, it, the point the thing is it takes me so long to finish one because like i said i only watch them um doing you know when i do my workout my uh, warm-up on a treadmill that's that's real or like sometimes if i'm waiting somewhere you know i, I will you know I, I rarely watch actually i can't remember the last time i watched a show on netflix or amazon or anything straight through the last time i watched a, a movie straight through the only time I watch movies straight through is on the weekends when I watch a movie with my with my wife. Um, and by the way, we we saw we we saw The Martian this uh, this weekend. We got a chance to see that. We you know we uh, saw The Martian and uh, what was the other movie? The other movie we didn't even get a chance to see. But yeah, it was a uh, it was a decent movie. It, it sort of reminded me a lot of like Interstellar and all these other um, like space movies. But uh, yeah, Matt, I mean, Matt Damon is awesome, man. The dude did a did a good job. There was one part he was actually looking like Leonardo DiCaprio for a moment when he grew out his, his beard and stuff. I was like, that dude, he looks just like Leonardo DiCaprio. All right, anyway, pick of the day for the day is uh, a picture I took in Florida of my, my daughter in the pool and i was using this cheap ass polaroid um waterproof camera that i bought at walmart and it actually does a pretty good job you know it, it does a pretty good job uh of course i don't have any like expensive camera to to uh compare with and the reason why i bought that one is i had planned to buy uh either the pentax or the Olympus Tough, I think it was. But the, the reviews were so conflicting on those, you know? And, and what I was gonna do is uh, go buy one at Best Buy, and you know, if it, if it was crap, I'd just return it. I wanted, you know, I wanted to buy it locally so I can just easily return it. And when I went up, when I went to get it, there was a, I, went, I had decided on the, the Olympus Tough, I think, yeah, I can't remember what model. And there was a newer version out. I can't remember what model. But they only had the old one. And the newer one had got better ratings than the old one. It was like some of the things that the old one had got bad reviews on, the new one, they fixed it in a new one. And, and people were, you know, talking about the new one is, is a lot better. And I think it was like probably, I want to say it, it was under 300 bucks. I want to say but so when they didn't have that one I was like you know what uh, I'm not gonna get anything and then I was at I, w I went to Walmart to pick up a, a, a memory card uh, you know for, for the trip just 
you know, every time we go on a trip, I always like pick up like an extra SD card. And at the time they had this deal, it was like a two pack of SanDisk SD cards, like uh, I think 16 gig for like some cheap, like, I don't know, 15 bucks or some, some like I couldn't pass up. And while I was there, I saw this Polaroid waterproof camera. And I was like, I mean, and it was only like 25, 30 bucks. I was like, all right, if it if it's if it's crap, then I only I'm only out $25, $30, you know, whatever. So I got it and um it, it I mean I got it, took it home. Matter of fact, when I was I was I looked up some reviews when I got it, uh took it home, and people were saying like, you know, before you take this this camera or any camera on a trip, any waterproof camera on a trip, fill up a sink full of water, dunk it in there, and test it. Test the specs, you know, see if it live up to what the specs say. So I was like, all right, good idea. I did it. Filled up, you know, filled up a uh, sink of water and dropped it in there. And yeah, it it, it worked. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I, I couldn't attest to any image quality or, or anything. So ended up taking it uh, on a Disney cruise and took it snorkeling you know and, and the thing held up i mean it you know it it, it pff, as far as a 30 dollar camera <laughs> you how can you complain and so the shot i took that that pick of the day my daughter that was actually at night that was probably like 10 o'clock at night the only light was the pool light underwater uh you can see that on her left side uh camera right and and I, and I took a few shots. The only thing with with those underwater cameras, you know, you're underwater and, uh, you know, I'm not sure if, if, if the LCD is better on other cameras. I mean, the LCD, like out of water is, is, is spot on, you know, is, is you know, is, is pr pretty on par with a $30 camera. Uh, the LCD, I think is like 2.7 inches. But uh, and the other thing that caught my eye with this one, it it has two two uh, screens. It has a front-facing screen, and in a, a uh, you know a real LCD. And I was like, for thirty bucks, and this is a sixteen megapixel camera, video and still. So yeah, I mean, and, and I've had it for I want to say four years. I've used it in the ocean. I've used it in pools. Uh, and it's still, you know, still ticking, still going. So I think for for what it is, it gave, you know, a, a, a good um, I mean, is it is it is it like a I think it gave like a Lomo type look, like an analog look to it, which is, you know, all good in my in my book. Um, I did. I it was, you know, of course, I shot in color, but I, I uh I turned it into like a tone black and white um, simply because the shot already had like a like I said like a vintage analog feel to it so I gave it like a I, I put like a blue cast on it and then over top of the blue cast I put like an orange cast and then just took the opacity down on the orange cast uh, and I did do a little uh, uh, blurring around the edges just to bring out those bubbles just, well just to actually blur those bubbles because there was all sorts of like little small bubbles and I, if I remember correctly I think I was in the pool already and she she jumped in 
you know, I told her, I said, I said, jump in. And then when she jumped in, I went on her and then caught her when she was going back up. So, you know, of course, when you jump in water, it's going to create all this disturbance and all these bubbles and stuff like that. So that's why it has that look that it does. So, uh, yeah, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I can't wait to, to actually use that camera again. And now, you know, since it's been a few years, I may even, uh, the next trip we take, I may even get, uh, you know, one of these better quality uh, underwater cameras just to compare, just to have something to compare to. You know, we don't, we don't go, I'm not in, uh, you know, I'm not a swimmer or anything like that, so I don't use it all that much. I only use it probably like once or twice a year. So, which is why, you know, I wasn't even hesitating to spend, <laughs> you know, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't all that concerned with not being able to have whatever the, the leading uh, waterproof point and shoot on the market, you know, because I knew I, w I wouldn't get that much use out of it anyway. So, uh, and then before that, the pick of the days was, uh, I think for yesterday, it was a picture of this these clowns, these creepy clowns that I uh, I bought on eBay, because I, I I had this I can't remember how it came. Actually, I know how it came about. It was it was somebody. <laughs> It was an adult that I know that it, it kind of slipped out from his wife or ex-wife at this point that he had this phobia of clowns. And, you know, a lot of people have this phobia of clowns. Um, and, yeah, clowns are weird. I, I, don't, I don't even know how, like, clowns became, like, a kid thing when they all, when you see them in movies, they're always, like, fucking evil. Like, um, what's, the, what's the TV show American Horror? that damn clown in like the last i think it was the last series or one one of those series it was like this clown going going around killing people and then of course it you know steven spielberg or stephen king's it and uh uh clockwork orange they were kind of like clownish so <laughs> so i wanted to take these clowns and not do anything just take pictures of them and what i found was Oh, I, I was using a, um, a Mamiya RB67, by the way, uh, which is my favorite camera of all time. Um, so what I what I noticed was when you got close in, like just on the face, they did they they had this creepy vibe about them. Like no matter how I mean, they they look a little more innocent from you know when you're taking full body, but when you got just close <laughs> close in. And just analyze the face. It's almost like the face took on this distortion, or something like that. And you know, you know, the the only thing I did to that picture was just turn it to black and white. I mean, you know, I, I like black and white. So, and then I put a frame around it. Um, but all those scratches and stuff and dust, man, that's just from my bad scanning. <laughs> Me not being all like anal about scanning. You know, those were. Uh, um, you know, medium format film size, uh, you know, six by sevens. And, um, and I, you know, I had them processed at a, a, a local lab here. They processed them and I scanned them on the same, same old scanner, the Microtech uh, 6800 that I have now. But just back, you know, this is when it was working and it does have a, it, do, it, it doesn't have like a film slider 
um, like a film holder to, to scan the, the film. It just has a square, a separate square, and you, then you put this template over it. But um, yeah, you know, in, in here in Colorado, man, it's just always dusty. I mean, it's just it's just dusty all the time, dusty and dry. And so, um, you know, I just scanned it, and I and I kind of like that look. I, I like the look of you know, like that imperfection for, for these type, for like my personal project type thing. I just want to give it a, as much organic feel as possible. Um, and I've always liked that, you know, I, I've always, I've always just liked that, um, like the artistic look, you know, uh, that, that like un, unperfect for some reason. You know, when talking about my personal project, of course, like if I'm doing like portraits or something like that, then yeah, that's a whole different story. But yeah, I, I actually when I when I was look going through those pictures, I actually started looking on eBay to see if I can find an RB67 for a good price. I think the last one I bought, I bought and sold it. Uh, I, I bought it from I think Keh Camera. I'm pretty sure that's where I got it from, and it came with. I mean, I think I paid like 300 bucks for it. This was probably like eight years ago, eight, nine years ago or more. Um, but yeah, man, that thing is, it's, it's just solid. And then I sold it to get a backup. Uh, what, did I, what did I sell it for? I sold it to get, to, to get something else because I was doing, I was heavy into weddings and I needed some equipment. So I ended up selling it and getting something. I can't remember what I ended up getting, what I, what I sold it for. But, uh, yeah, all-time favorite, that, that RB67. Yeah, it's heavy, it's bulky, but still, man, that that's, that's um, my all-time favorite camera, camera ever, ever shooting with. I mean, I, like, this was before I even had a grasp of, like, metering and, and things like that like I do now. I mean, they count, it was just spot on, just, just it's hard to it was hard to go wrong if you just had a little knowledge it's almost like you know the way digital cameras are now that big gigantic beautiful uh viewfinder is just <laughs> it's just awesome shooting with with those old school cameras like that they they have the girdle you don't you're not concerned about breaking it it's just just solid um yeah so and I can't even remember what I posted the day uh, the day before. I think it was some clouds. You know, I was trying to show these the storm clouds in Colorado, um, which you know I can if I could just shoot clouds, I'd be cool with that. Colorado clouds, I can I can just make a whole entire book on on uh, the clouds in Colorado. Also, got a chance to order a Tetanol C41 processing kit from Freestyle Photo. Went on and. And, and, and bought it. I had a good weekend as far as sales on one of my shops. shops. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, buy this. I just went on and bought the one liter. You know, I was gonna buy, it, it was exactly more economical to buy the two liters because one liter was like 21 bucks plus six, $6 shipping. Then two liters was like, um, you know, was, was less than if you bought two separate one liters, if that makes any sense. So, so yeah, I went on about that from Freestyle Photo. And um, I've never, this is my first purchase from Freestyle. 
you know, I, I wanted to get it from uh, B&H, but they don't ship it. So, you know, I looked at a uh, photographer's formulary. They didn't have the, the powder kit, which I heard is like the easiest one to use, you know. Uh, so, and I, and I think they, they say the powder is more stable or something like that. I don't know. I, I read so many things, like it's, it's getting all jumbled as to as to which was better, the, the, um, the liquid or, or the powder, which one was more stable or reused or whatever. And I mean, like I said, I, I, I've, I've seen so many different variations on, you know, how many rolls of film people are doing from these kits and how long it's lasting. I've seen so many people with different, with varying stories. So I, I was like, you know what, let me just do this shit. Let me just get it, um, mix it, if I have two, there's two like walkthroughs that uh, people put up, and I'm if I if I remember, I may put a shout out or something to them. I mean, because you know people who who take the time to do this stuff, I applaud them, because I I, I'm, I always have intentions to do this stuff, but then I it's, it's almost like the same way my wife does some some home improvements we never get the before picture we all after we always done after we're, we're done we always say damn it we didn't get the before picture <laughs> you know it's like we didn't we, we didn't get the before picture so it's like that the same you know the same with this like i always have intentions of, of like doing a walkthrough or something like that to show my experience and taking pictures but i always get to the end and be like damn it i didn't even break out the camera or, or you know something like that I don't know some people I, I think some people are just good at that like telling stories like uh, sequence stories like that and you know and, and I don't and, and the people that do it and, and, and do it with good intentions and things like that they you know people we, we take that stuff for granted man I can't I can't even count how beneficial YouTube is and in blogs and stuff like that is for people who you know put this information out there for whatever it is even if it's like i said like fixing your damn toilet or something you know people that take the time to post this stuff for like you know it's, it's like they're never uh it's like we, we take it for granted now <laughs> we take that stuff so forget like it's like well i can go on youtube you know what i mean just like for granted not not even taking into account that somebody took their time to do that you know, took their time to, to put that out there uh, to help somebody else. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I may, uh, you know, I, I, I guess that's the least I can do is to make it a point to uh, shout these people out, you know, when I come across something that help me out. You know, especially if I, if I don't have the neck to do it, you know, at least not yet, I can uh, at least shout them out so if somebody else need that same information they can go you know give them some props like his videos or whatever um you know whatever he got going on so i'm gonna make a point to to start doing that instead of just being an arrogant ass and just taking that for granted and not even giving credit where i got the information from um yeah that actually i'm gonna put that a high on my list to to make it a point to start note noting this stuff even even like uh other videos to where I get inspired to do something. I'm gonna make it a point to, uh, you know, to give give people credit for, you know, where I got the, the ideas and stuff from, so. All right, anyway, I think that's it 
for this episode. Like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I try to talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Really, really appreciate you guys listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.